life is short. And we have today. So why not grasp today with anything and everything that brings joy to not only myself, but to the people around me. And for me, that's living in freedom. I've had riches, I've, and today I don't. But it's not about having enough money. I've had million-dollar homes on the rivers that I built. I've owned resorts. Money doesn't give you freedom. People use that phrase, and I understand where they're coming from. But we have to give ourselves the ability to feel and live with freedom. And that's living in the moment. And that takes courage. Welcome to Alone Traveler's Guide to the Divine, podcast for empaths, healers, dreamers, and seekers. This is Amanda Lux, and I'm the creator of the Elevation Hive School and community membership for energy medicine and dream work. Today, I'm recording this very special episode from Seba, Puerto Rico, and I'm going to be interviewing this amazing woman who I met here. Her name is Deb Chambers. She is 63 years old. She's the project manager of this massive construction site where I am. And I wanted to interview her today because her story will blow your mind. She has been everywhere, done everything. She's just really a radiant being. We're here commissioned to make some large-scale murals. And we're supposed to be going up on this electric lift that goes up 40 feet in the air. It's a four-story building that we're painting, three of them. And I, I have a fear of heights. And I'm a painter, but I have never painted anything large-scale like this before. My partner's painted plenty of mur murals, but I have never done this. So it's my first time. And when we first were invited to come to Puerto Rico for a month and paint these murals, I was like, wow, of course I want to do that. And it's an opportunity to raise awareness around the local ecology and endemic species that are endangered here. And the idea of getting up on a ladder that's four stories tall or an electric lift even is just terrifying. And of course the lift is broken. Somebody stole the battery out of it. We haven't been able to get it fixed and it's just been an amazing adventure so far but the lift hasn't been working so we haven't actually been able to go up and start these murals yet and there have been a lot of moments on this trip where I just felt like I can't control anything nothing's going in the right way everything's changing from minute to minute we don't know where we're staying from night to night so I have really been learning so much about how to be fluid, adaptable, and positive. Just seeing how this woman, Deb, models these principles of uh, living with positivity, ease, collaboration, and fire to get things done, but patience, and in this just impeccable balance. She taught me so much just in the last 48 hours since I met her about how to embrace fear 
and how to go with the flow when things are sort of chaotic and out of control. So I'm super honored to have Deb Chambers as my muse and inspiration for conquering and embracing fear, being adventurous and brave in life. She just, uh, it's a great interview. So I hope you enjoy her story. And then I'll have Deb share a little bit as well about how, how she works with her dreams in a very unique and special way. privilege of being introduced to elderly people starting at the age of four who showed me that life is better than it seems. So at this time that I'm talking about I was in foster care and they turned it around and opened my world from the negative into the positive of music mm-hmm. and music soothed my soul. Uh, I believe in the universe. I believe that there's, you know, you can call it your higher power, you can call it God, but for me it's my universe. And at a very young age I was able to be held and have peace just flow through me. Fear became my best friend because it's always better than it seems. So when there was a fright or something that traditionally would scare the shit out of you, uh, if you wrap your arms around it and take it with you, it creates light. And that also brought me to my definition of failure. Failure is an opportunity to go a different direction with more knowledge than you started with. And that's not negative. Mm -hmm. So that's how I, that's how I live my life. Fear um, is my best friend. I always look for the bright side of things. I am not a stressful person. Um, I can listen and talk to anybody from a CEO of a company or of a streetwalker. Yeah. And for me, they're all equal. I don't give them the layers that our society gives them. So in a nutshell, that's kind of who I am. Mm. I just also wanted to mention that Deb is apparently the mayor in town, (laughs) according to the locals at the bar last night, (laughs) which was really fun. It was so fun to see you in your element. And across the street from this little restaurant, bar, open I don't know, what do you call that? It was a restaurant bar, but it's all open. And it's right across from the water, and there's this beautiful tree. And you said, oh, that's the tree that I uh, slept under when I first got here with my backpack or whatever, right? You had some adventure getting here. You Mm want to say something about that? (laughs) Maybe nine years ago, ten years ago, I went through a time in my life uh, that was, from the world's point of view, extremely negative. I chose to go on a sabbatical 
because I was not going to be brought down to somebody else's level. And I didn't know where I was going. So long story short, um, I ended my sabbatical by coming to Puerto Rico. And it was a three-day uh, adventure for me. Um, I have a lot of hidden skills, and I was able to help the, the hostel that I was staying at with just minor things. But not only physically fixing fans and fixing doors, I was able to help young people with their resumes, helping them learn English, giving them a, uh, the encouragement. The, just, I love the universe gave me an ability to love. Mm. And I can love anything and anyone. Um, and I don't hesitate. You know, I'm very open. So that um, three-day weekend ended up being four months. And I fell in love with Puerto Rico, but it wasn't the sights and attractions, it was the people. And I said to myself, I committed that I would live here someday. So years later, through the virus, uh, the opportunity again arose that I could come here. So within two weeks, I made the decision I was here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's an awesome place here. This won't be my forever home, because I don't know that I'll ever have a forever home. But wherever I go, I, I become a part of the community. Yeah. And if, if somebody needs help across the state or a continent, generally I can call somebody and say, would you help my friend? And it can be done. And I'm confident that it will be done. So. Does that kind of give you... Oh, yeah, that's right. wonderful. I, I just experienced witnessing you in your sense of community and just how you were received. I think the, that the venue we were at last night, it seemed to me like it was all men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but everybody knew Deb, and everybody loves Deb, and they called her the mayor. And, yeah. <laughs> and we were like, wow, we struck gold with you because she's the project manager of this massive construction zone where we are, and uh, that's going to be a beautiful, wonderful destination at some point. But there was a lot of difficulties that we kept coming up against in, in order to do our project. But it was amazing to have you on our side because you know everyone and you could get things done. And anyway, very impressive. So, I, and just your attitude and your smile and your radiant way of being <laughs> was just really something profound to behold. So other people could be exposed to that in your way, your way of mm. viewing life and how you have created an unconventional life for yourself by making relationships with the people around you and having a positive outlook and not giving up again and again when things maybe are hard externally. You seem to find a way of viewing it as an opportunity, mm -hmm. which sounds like you started with that at a very young age. So you've been practicing your whole life with that. Mm -hmm. and it's really, you can tell that it's a practice, that you've cultivated that. Mm -hmm. And one thing that my friend Thea and I were discussing last night was, was how you, you have this way of embracing freedom and living freedom. That's like an unattached way of being. And I think a lot of times there's a preconceived notion of what freedom means that is like, oh, when I attain the time, the free time, I'll feel freedom. Or when I 
get that a certain amount of money or when I arrive at a certain amount of success or when I you know, have acquired these luxuries, then I will be free or something. But to me, what I really noticed is that the pain, the struggle, trying to make your way in the world, the sleeping on a floor for a month in Puerto Rico with somebody you meet in this bar, <laughs> which is just like amazing that you would make your way and that that's freedom and that there is some sacrifice in that, you know, in order to have freedom, you have to be willing to embrace fear to some degree, right? So I decided two weeks before I came to Puerto Rico to come to Puerto Rico. My company got closed. I didn't look at it as, oh man, now what the fuck am I going to do? I looked at it of, what am I going to do? I have an opportunity. I got open doors. Where am I going? And I talked to my business partner, who happened to be my youngest daughter, and I said, Sebar, I'm going to, I'm going to Puerto Rico. She goes, when are you going? I said, two weeks. So I ended up literally grabbing my backpack and my tote bag. I flew over here with no plans. In my mind, I thought that I would be living in San Juan. So because of that thought, I wanted to explore the island a little bit. I ended up in Laquillo, and it was through there, uh, I only stayed three days, and I was going to go back to San Juan. I met a gentleman that he spoke broken English, but he, he was probably 78, maybe 80. And we talked for over an hour, and he convinced me I should go to Fajardo. So at the time, I called it Fajardo. Because I <laughs> because do not you speak, don't speak English. Spanish. Yeah, right. <laughs> Spanish, yeah. <laughs> I just so it's love hard. it. Yeah. I love that you arrived here not even speaking Spanish. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so uh, I changed my plans. I had a hostel lined up in San Juan. I changed it and I got an Airbnb in Fajardo. I got a Uber driver, which was amazing in itself. So again, that's my universe taking <laughs> care of me. And the the woman says, well, where do I go? And I said, well, I just got an email that my Airbnb got canceled. And I went, well, for fuck's sake. I said, I don't know where I'm going. So I'm, I'm looking <laughs> on my phone and saying, oh, there's a dock. Because I'm a water person. There's a dock. Just drop me off at the dock. Drop me off at the dock. Yeah, drop me off the dock. So I get to the dock and, you know, I got my bag. And, you know, it's just like, oh, lordy. Um, and I'm watching all these boats and fishermen and... Um, the smells and the warmth. I probably sat there for two hours. And then it was like, well, i got to find a place, you know? So, literally, there's nothing available to rent. Unless I want to pay $400 for a night. I don't have, I came here with three grand. That's it, to my name. So I ended up texting my daughter and asking her for, I wanted, I wanted a beer. And I need to go to the bathroom. And so she gave me the words for a beer in a bathroom. And, <laughs> and then I'm talking with my hands and saying, you know, I'm showing my backpacks. I don't know where to go. I don't know where to sleep. I put my hands up, put my head on my hands. (Laughter) 
So somehow, Deb, you just managed to wander into the right place at the right time and you found your way. You were able to meet people and create community. How, how did you do that? I'm just so curious. How did you do that? The women that were working there, they ended up running out into this crowd of people. They're all men. One guy, Jose, spoke English. So he came, in fact, you met him. So he came up to me and says, I'm, he talks like this, I'm, I'm told you need a place to stay. I said, I do. He says, how long? I said, as long as I can. So he ended up getting a hold of another guy. He saw, in fact, he was there last night. And he gave me a place for a week. So for a week, I tried to find another place. And I finally just gave up. But that doesn't mean that's not a negative. It's like, what are you doing, Deb? You know, you don't need you don't need to stress about this. You know, it's gonna work out. So once you let go, you allow there's there's the freedom. Mm. You let go. Let go. And then what came in for me was I met this fisherman. And you know, he's a, a character. And he said, Well, I will, you can rent my room. And I said, What do you mean rent your room? But it's literally uh, a one room with a bathroom. And he has a twin bed. He says, I'll give you my mat. He's a, literally a commercial fisherman. I'll give you my mat and you can rent my mat for $150 for the month. Done. Went there. So here's fear again. Uh, the one thing that I do not like is spiders. And I'm on the floor and there's big spiders here. And I've come face to face with them. And I still went to sleep at night. I trusted that they would stay in their own space. Mm. So during this time, I, I'm working. My whole goal was to show the people that were around me trustworthy. When I say I'm going to do something, it's, uh, my commitment is as strong as my word. Integrity is big for me. My goal was to prove to the people helping me that they can trust me and I'll help them too. And for me, that's how I get to know people. So, you know, I, I worked in the marina. I loved it. I had no schedule. I learned very quickly, Puerto Rican time. They say they're going to pick you up at 8 o'clock. It might be 10, might be 12. You know, you just <laughs> go with the flow, so to speak. But I got where I just put a hammock out and just waited in the hammock and waited for them. And then with the fishermen, I would go down. I, I never had a key for my, to, to go in. He only had one key, and he wasn't going to make one. So I'd have to wait for him to come home, and I'd go back to her car, and I'd get one beer, and I'd go out on the, and sit down by the water and just be soothed by the waves. In the morning, I met all the walkers. We're talking early, 5.30, 6 o'clock. I wanted to meet people. I met this one one. See, that's what I love about they They sing. Everybody sings. They're happy. They dance. It's spur of the moment. I can remember the first time I went to the grocery store, a market, and the woman behind the counter, all of a sudden my, my stuff is just put back down there, and she just gets out just singing, and I just, my whole being just glowed. You know, and, and nobody bitched or, you know, what are you doing? You know, everybody enjoyed it, and they, they sang. <laughs> That's what I love about Puerto Rico, you know? Ah, oh, I love the people. <laughs> 
And I was going to say, too, that it, it came up that, you know, how you must be so extroverted to, like, be getting to know all these people and improvising and finding your way. What about the, what, what, what do the rest of us introverts do in that situation? I'm very shy. And when I am into a new arena, so to speak, I bring my best friend out, my fear factor, and I grab on to all the strengths that are within me. And in that, I have confidence. And when you have confidence, you can continually walk forward. Mm -hmm. And that's the key. You don't stop. Mm -hmm. You just keep moving forward. There's a door shut, you know, just go the next one. Or turn around, maybe you're in the wrong place altogether. And I've experienced all of that. And you have to, I follow my gut. My gut, my universe, I believe everybody knows when they're doing something that, that's not good for them. Maybe it's, it's a, a new job, or maybe they're in a job that they shouldn't be in. My God, you've got to be there eight, ten hours a day. If you don't like it, go away. Go, go do something else. Don't allow fear to stop you from taking that leap to better yourself. That's beautiful. Thank you. That's just excellent advice for life, and clearly it's working for you. And, and the other thing I wanted to bring into this, Deb, was I wanted to invite you to sh share something about your relationship with dreams, because in this podcast, I love to talk about dreams and how, how dreams can be important and helpful guideposts in our life and why, how they can be valuable and interesting and I know you know we were sitting at this restaurant last night just having a good time talking and you know with the town mayor <laughs> and <laughs> and my partner says you've got dreams what's your dream relationship with dreaming and you had a good story there so I wanted to invite if you wanted to say anything about how dreams have been a guidepost for you I, I generally don't dream yeah when I do dream, the, the universe is talking to me in a way that I will uh, have. The universe has my full attention when I'm dreaming. That's the simplest way for me to put it. And so sometimes it may be, um, think of a movie where you, you start a movie and then five minutes um, into it, it stops and it goes to a commercial. I may only get that five minutes of my dream, but the next night I start over again to the point where that five minutes I will dream just that part of the dream until I know like the back of my hand. And then I get another segment. And the, the different dreams that I've had, it's all about me meeting people. And I already know what I'm going to talk about. I know where I'm going to sit. I know the atmosphere, and it may take a, a week to two weeks. And when the dream stops, I know it's going to happen that day. And I'm already prepared. And again, it's the universe because all of a sudden, you know, this particular one, I was going over to a person's house who I had never met. So I knew the house, I could tell you the colors, I knew where the couch was, I, kn I knew how this person was going to move here, which made me move over here. It was just right. in the flow of things, but I never met these people. 
And yet, I already became best friends with him in my dream. So, <laughs> I ended up coming out of a store. I ended up talking to somebody. They, we started talking. We ended up having coffee. They invited me over to their house. They wanted me to be a part of this. It was a, it was a spiritual thing. And I said, sure, I'll do that. And I get there, and it's like, this is my dream. So I walked in knowing, I mean, I, I, I ended up even crying because it became such a, I, I, I had nothing to do but to praise my God yeah. Yeah. for how he was using me. Yeah, yeah. And so I have dreams such as that. It may be I had a... I had a dream that I would be on this piece of property in Wisconsin. This piece of property, I didn't know anything about it. It turned out, long story short, uh, it was a property worth $1.5 million. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> I knew that I would, be, I would be a part of that land. I just knew it was going to happen. Yeah. And so when I, when I know, I know that I know, it doesn't matter who tells me, Deb, they're crazy. I'm not crazy. You know, that's all right. I mean, I've lost friends because I have blind, I am, and then I'm a dreamer. That's, that's how I would talk about who I am. I am a dreamer. Oh, I, but I dream about, I want to, I want to have horses up on the hill. I get to go look at six and a half acres of land over here. That's not from my doing. That's the universe saying, all right, girl, you're on the right path. We're going to keep moving forward. Yes. So. Yes. Dreams, like I said, they don't happen to me all the time. It may be years. And then it may be dozens of times within a year. So it's all about what I need to learn about a given situation from a universe point of view. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. So there's, there's Deb. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Deb in a nutshell. Folks, and aren't you lucky to hear her talk about her dreams? What a dreamy life you live. society or even globally are willing to embrace different kinds of people and to to make that effort to create community and to take those risks and uh, I'm just curious if you wanted to speak to that at all I I am drawn to emotions where I can sense where people are struggling and first and foremost, I put myself second in my life. My universe is number one. I'm second. And then it goes to my family, my friends, work. Work is last. Because that too gives me the freedom to embrace everybody that's around me. 
Thanksgiving dinners are a good example. I may be walking this park every day and see this one particular person there every single day. I know they don't have any place to go. I just invite them over. You know, people worry about me. Um, oh my God, maybe they'll steal, maybe they'll do this, maybe they'll do that. And I said, well, then they must have needed it more than I do. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. But then again, it's, it's, it's back into fear. People are afraid to... There's a guy at Ricard here where everybody warned me, stay away from him, stay away from him. I'm not going to stay away from him. We sit on the bench and we talk. Does he have uh, things that people don't like? Absolutely. But I don't, I don't know why he didn't take a shower. And even, even that, here, I go for maybe a week with... I have no water, running water, no electricity, none. Uh, you don't know that, that I haven't taken a shower uh, because I have no water. All you do is smell me. And I'm working in a construction site. So I'm, I'm, there's days I'm filthy. If you met me on the street, you'd look at me and say, oh my God, why isn't, why isn't that woman taking better care of herself? But if you stop and you meet me, you understand, oh my God, I can't believe that the water's been out for a week. You know, oh my God, my dishes are piling up and all. You don't, you assume. So again, it's, it's trusting your gut and, and not being fearful of something getting sto I, stolen, you know, or, I mean, I've lost good friends because of my lifestyle. I, my lifestyle is not they, I lose them because they're stressed for my life. And I say, why? I'm not stressed. Or I'll, you know, I give them the Devin answer and say, ah, oh, I'm so glad you're stressed for me. I said, that just gives me the freedom to, I'm going swimming today. I'm going swimming <laughs> with the dolphins today. You know, oh, I'm so glad you took my stress. I love life. And I'm, I'm down to the last third of my life in reality. You know, and that's, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Um, and I'm not going to let anybody take my life from me because I have my own life, my own freedom, and I, I'm just not willing to give that up, so I'll probably be single for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> So I just wondered if you would like to say any last words, Deb, about just how one could live a life that is so guided and in sync and so in touch with freedom, the kind of freedom that you have cultivated. Life is short and we have today. So why not grasp today with, with anything and everything that brings joy? to not only myself, but to the people around me. And for me, that's, that's living in freedom. I don't, I've had riches, I've, and, and today I don't. But it's not, it's not about having enough money. I've, I've had million dollar homes on the rivers that, that I built, I've owned resorts. 
money doesn't give you freedom. People use that phrase, and I, I understand where they're coming from. But we have to give ourselves the ability to feel and live with freedom. And that's living in the moment. It has nothing to do with money. Money is great to use to buy groceries or to go on a boat ride or to do whatever. But, and there's freedom of having your choices. I get freedom today where if I'm supposed to go on a boat ride, it's going to happen. I'm, someone's going to come along and say, Deb, you want to go on a boat ride? Oh, I would love to. A fisherman comes into my life. Do you want to learn how to commercial fish? Absolutely. You know, I can, that's the freedom. I can do anything I want to do if I'm living in the moment. So if I'm working and uh, a mechanic doesn't show up, then it's not supposed to happen today. So I'm just going to turn around and work on something else. I'm not going to waste energy that's going to take away my ability to enjoy the moment that I'm at. And, and to me, that's freedom. And that takes courage. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my goodness, may we all cultivate that kind of courage mm -hmm. and create a world where we can all live so free and so caring of ourselves and others in the moment. To me, that's the ultimate self-care, mm -hmm. you know, to just stop the hamster wheel in the brain and choose to not worry, to not stress, to not fret mm -hmm. and to embrace the unknown and the fear as you said that takes courage and um, that's a beautiful thing and we might have to sleep with spiders that's right <laughs> <laughs> to cultivate that kind of courage there's a you have to work to get that it's mm -hmm. it doesn't come you know for free but it doesn't take money to buy it no. No. <laughs> yeah no. So thank you. Thank you so much. That thank you so much for listening to this episode of Alone Traveler's Guide to the Divine. I'm super grateful for your support for following, reviewing, and sharing this podcast. And I would love to invite you to check out our private podcast with uh, monthly guided meditations, our membership programs, our live dream circles, and all of this can be found at elevationhive.com. That's E-L-E-V-A-T-I-O-N-H-I-V-E.com. It was such a pleasure to spend this time with Deb Chambers doing this interview and just being here in Puerto Rico and I just wanted to thank all of the people that we have met along the way so many amazing individuals and for giving us this opportunity to be a part of this culture for a minute it's such an honor to be in sacred community with you we're all alone